0: Hi, welcome to 5 Days with Doug. I'm Doug Perkins. Thanks for joining me today as I talk to Kyle Vector. I love Kyle Vector. He is so great. He's a good friend of mine and a guy who I always enjoy seeing. He is a, he's one of those people who's kind of a um, calming presence in in one's life. So when I see Kyle, I am always happy. I know things will be good for the time we're hanging out. He's at a really interesting point right now where he spent the last five years in Chicago doing a great many things, one of which was starting up a company called Manual Cinema with his friends. So right now, push pause for a sec, go to manualcinema.com and check out some of their work. It is stunning. But they have... Manual Cinema has kind of been really growing exponentially of late. And so Kyle has had to make this this leap where he's gone from only working with them part-time to realizing that they all need to make this their their life's focus right now, so they've all shut down everything they're doing and are working working you know more than full time as co-artistic directors of manual cinema and are taking this thing from something that was known in Chicago to something that's becoming an international sensation so uh, Kyle and I talk about all of these kind of issues and what it's like to to be able to be at the helm of of this kind of growth in a company and in addition to that, we just—he's fun, and we range on all sorts of topics, and end up actually having a incredibly intimate conversation about what it's like to try to maintain relationships when suddenly you're on the road a hundred or more days a year, trying to travel, doing the art you love, and the kind of toll that takes on a on a person and on friendships and relationships and families and stuff. Um, so, if you're ever somebody who is on the road and has ever had to talk about what it's like being on their road to their significant other. Um, I encourage you to listen to the end of this cause Kyle and I, yeah, we get, we get, um, I think oddly, oddly intimate. We have some, some good, good, good and honest discussions about about trying to make our personal lives work with our ambitious, our ambitious careers. Um, so anyhow give it a listen it was a it was a really delightful conversation and i was happy to spend this hour with kyle and also a good good excuse for why i'm doing this podcast and that i haven't sat down with kyle in almost a year but put microphones in our hands and we get to talk and not just about the weather but we to have a really deep and substantive chat and then once it was all over we went and ate tacos that was nice too okay Here is my chat with my good friend Kyle Vector. Yeah, I don't know. This just kind of—you uh, you can say something if you want. Chick, 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 chick. Talk, 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 talk. Great. Are you gonna eat the mic that much the whole time? Um, I don't have to.
1: I can be like this. I think you're you're I'm fine
0: eating the mic. It's fine. You're good. Cool. I'm just used to people being very lazy, and you were very—you were. Well, I know, how to, I know how to work a mic. You do know how to work a mic. <laughs> yeah. You're in, we are sitting in your studio, so. Mm -hmm. proof that you you know about mics Um, yeah I don't know how this came about we just I I feel like I'm always talking to people Mm -hmm. that are cool and interesting and I have interesting friends uh, who do great things
1: you're like I'll just record it
0: yeah it seems like a couple things yeah one just a fun chance to talk to people who are my friends yeah and then also being like on the I don't know. It's like I'm I'm always talking. Everywhere I go, I'm always talking. And then some of my favorite conversations are the talks that don't happen in front of classes of people. Right. Um so I just thought I would start recording. And then I had a friend of mine who I work with a lot make a logo. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and some, all you some need. Some bumper music. There you go. Yeah. And I'm off and running. You got a Zoom. And now I've got a schedule. You got It's and go. it's actually I've it's, never it's, seen this Zoom. It's a good one. So this four is, channel Zoom. Four channel Zoom. It's uh Not it's the, the new one. It's it's Tim Monroe's fault. Because Tim's it. been wanting to do a podcast for years and years and years.
1: Didn't Has he started one? He started
0: like five. I remember like but a they've super none, none long have come out. email chain with him about like
1: recording gear for a thing. For a podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, he had gear and we first, I think we first recorded a podcast, a fake podcast like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and that never happened. And just this morning we recorded another one. Cool. So I'm I'm on a podcast bang bang right now yeah I was up wow. on the street We're with just him. doing it <laughs> I was doing it yeah it's like my one day in town and uh so I'm seeing you and then he had me talk about um he had me talk about the first piece of recording I could find myself of myself so we That's listened awesome. to band, my bands in high school oh my god we broke down me playing the bass where are those recordings they're around they're All on right. my phone now. Okay, I digitized them. I might need to like check yeah, we those can out we can check place. those out. Yeah. So anyhow, so that's how it happened. Cool. But you're an interesting guy, so I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you say so. I thought we would. I thought we would chat. Cool. Um, because yeah, we're here, and you, I guess this is your studio.
1: It's like the Manual Cinema Studio. Yeah. There's two. Uh, do you know Ben Kaufman? I don't uh. know if you do. He's the other like sound music person. So there's five of us in male cinema, three are sort of like visuals, uh, only, and two of us do sound and music. And Ben does like a little bit of visual stuff too. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like our studio, Ben right. and I's studio.
0: More your studio than my studio.
1: Yeah. yeah that's, studio. That's you and your friends. That's the studio of you and your friends. Yeah. You got it.
0: Um, yeah. So I feel like last time I saw you, you were like about to plunge into being a full-time manual That's cinema crazy. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been, you've now, because uh, you are a co-artistic director. Is that how you would call yourself? What, uh, how do you call yourself? Yeah, well, my
1: official, official title is the managing artistic director. Um, but really, there's five co-artistic directors. Mine just is managing because I kind of like run the business. Right. I'm like the person people talk to when they want to like sign a contract with us
0: or something. Right. So, you are. So I get the managing right yeah which is which is only funny and i realized like oh i know you from when you before you were a full-time this and you were doing more things you worked at eighth blackbird Mm -hmm. um so you come to this as you and your friends who have a great and interesting creative endeavor you actually come with years of experience of how a well a six-person organization works yeah totally that's pretty there's so many
1: parallels between eighth blackbird and manual cinema right um, just in terms of like how we came about and how we make work and how we exist as a company, like all those things. But yeah, I mean, working for Blackbird was huge. You got a great playbook. It was huge. I basically got like a graduate degree and then some in arts administration, you know, like before we started our company. That's so enviable. Oh, it was amazing. It was such, it was so cool. I was just like in the right place at the right time.
0: No, that yeah. that's that's cool. But so it's been what, like, how many months have you been?
1: It's been since June. What month is it? It's April. April.
0: So almost a year. Yeah, that's crazy. It feels like it's been like 20 years. And I guess I'm curious, uh, and, and if the part of what I was thinking about when I called you to come hang out with me officially before we go and eat food <laughs> unofficially, uh, is, um, yeah, I'm wondering how you're feeling with yourself these days cause you used to be and I mean at some point we're all creative restless people, but, um, I think you, you were actively wearing many hats. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. In your life. And so in this last year, well, what, what, how would you, how would you have described your many hats a year ago? And how, how would you describe your yourself now? Yeah, you're totally right. I used to wear way too many hats. Like I had like a stack of hats,
1: like going up into the sky. Um, but, yeah, I used to work for Earth Blackbird. Uh, I sort of co-ran Parlor Tapes uh, that we started, I don't know, a couple of years back. Um, I w- and then tried to do manual cinema stuff. Um, and I would say manual cinema stuff was was full-time for about a year before I uh-huh. actually became full-time. And Eighth Blackbird was full-time as well. And um, you
0: were... I mean, you also were like composing I also played in
1: bands I also would like every once in a while I'd like write a piece of music (laughs) for someone um so yeah all that was happening simultaneously but it really I think it happened pretty naturally that there just wasn't any time anymore to have many hats it was like manual cinema just sort of like took off and around June of last year and I haven't even had time to think about doing the other stuff. So I haven't, I haven't been super involved in parlor tapes for probably about a year, year and a half um, because of that. And then I uh, left Eighth Blackbird in June. So it doesn't feel like I'm doing less stuff. It just feels like I'm doing all manual cinema stuff. If that makes sense. So th- there's oh. like enough manual cinema stuff that there's no time for any other, any other thing.
2: And how's
0: it feel?
1: Crazy. Completely crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day, like, do I make more art now or before? And I'm not sure it's now. I think it might have been before I was full-time manual cinema. Just because there's so much more admin stuff that manual cinema has now. And that I that's sort of my baby. Um, so yeah it's okay it's 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 like i feel like when i when i talk to people that haven't seen me in a while and they've like heard about all the crazy stuff we're doing they're like oh man this is so exciting and so great and so crazy and it is but it's also just like so exhausting and intense and um there's so much behind the scenes admin stuff like we don't have a staff like there's just the five totally we have we have a part-time production manager now um so it's just us Making all the contracts, signing all the contracts, like paying all the people, and then hopefully we pay ourselves. So, yeah, it's intense. Like, there's nothing else that I would be, that I want to be doing that I would want to do over this, but it
0: is like it's a lot more intense than I thought it would be. Right. So I sure. guess well yeah I guess by the time you were brought into Eighth Blackbird, you were brought into an organization that like you were easing the pain on the musicians and taking up slack. Yeah. But so you were feeling it very differently and that even at your busiest day there, you were, um, you were supporting that. Whereas. Yeah. When maybe somebody like, Lisa Kaplan would still have that feeling of like, I started this thing from when I was doing everything in my bedroom by myself. Yeah. You're, you're, that's a certain like, kind of neck stress. I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't
1: the lowest common denominator at Eighth Blackbird. You're like, you I I hope, I mean? I'm
0: making it, am I making it better? Is yeah. This good? Like
1: I wasn't the boss, 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 boss. And right. that's what it feels like at manuals. Like we are the owners of the company. So totally, like, it's totally, if there's different. a thing that has to get done. It's on you. Like, we are the people that have to do that thing or we have to hire someone to do that thing. Right. Um, so it's a different, you're right. It's a different kind of stress. You said next stress. It's like next stress.
0: Yeah. And also <laughs> just, and I think I remember talking to you back, back before the leap about, you know, leaping into being a full time, making, making your dream a full time mm-hmm. reality, uh, requires like money. And yeah. revenue new streams. Yep. 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 And, <laughs> it does. Uh, and, you know, I can, I can remember from being part of so percussion at the moment that this happened. Um, also then what's great is you get a lot more done mm-hmm. and you have different needs. So you're all working harder and more committed. And again, we are sitting in a very beautiful multi-room <laughs> workspace, Yeah, but somebody has to pay for this, right? Somebody has That's to true. do the work for this. Yeah. And then you have to like pay for this and your friends to buy lunch And and their like flights and like
1: their time and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, so in one case, going back to that stress level, Mm -hmm. it's a huge stress level. Yeah. But also then it makes you get stuff done.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, now I can focus, right? Like now, I'm not like, yeah, I have, well, yeah, (laughs) there's, there's no question. It's like, we have like, like this week, like right now we're going to Philly. So like what I have to do today is pack and make sure that we have everything and like talk to our agent about making sure that the loadout is like scheduled correctly. And like that the catering is like going to be there when it's supposed to be there. And then like go to the bank and get their per diems and like cut the checks for the performers and like all that. Like that's what I did today. Um, and none of that has, none of that is writing music, you know what I mean? But it's all yeah. part of the package of like, this is the lifestyle that totally. you've chosen, you know? I mean, you had some of that. I mean,
0: you, you were doing some of that with So back in the day too, right? Yeah. When I still do it now, like the sad thing is I miss, I miss having friends cause I'm now the CEO. You of, still have friends. Today. Well, I have friends, <laughs> but I'm, I'm primarily the CEO of Doug Perkins Industries. Yeah. Right. Which means that I am. Is that um, actually
1: what it's called? Is that like. registered somewhere.
0: No, it's just me, but just that (laughs) I am, I am my own artistic administrator. So on good days, I'm like having running roughshod over many huge ideas. And on bad days, I am just beating the copier at staples. Yep.
1: I know exactly. Yeah. That sounds really close to my reality right now. And Mm -hmm.
0: just, just wishing, you know, that I didn't have to do all of that. So you know, so this week, and in some ways, it's funny for me that I have I have these frustrating days where I need to be making some music. So even today, like I got up, hung out with my son, ran to a rehearsal. I have a very cool concert this weekend, yeah. playing some duo with this guy in Ding in town, um, playing a new piece by Mark Millettes. But ran in, was very musical, had to repair musically for that. I'm now hanging out with you. I will have to run home and do a bunch of email because tomorrow I hop a plane to Boston where I will have to be musical yep, from the time I get off the plane until the time I'm out of energy, but I'll still have so much admin to do. <laughs> it's, that it's, it's so crazy to me that no one prepares
1: you for this part, for that part. You know what I mean? Like, like right. w- like what you just described, I don't know what, like half of it is musical, maybe less. Maybe
2: more.
0: I don't know. It'd be nice if it was more. Yeah. But yeah, it's always nice if it's more. Well, and as the projects get bigger, the ad, the administrative load. Yeah. The number of people
1: involved in the project as that gets bigger. The admin load just gets crazy. And then managing people and
2: Mm -hmm.
0: people who just manage it. Yeah. Managing people and other people's ideas. And
1: yeah, it's um, no one, no one like sits you down in art school and is like, this is going to be a part of, this is going to be a huge part of your life.
0: So like right? if it goes well, you'll be that. delegating duties yeah. most of the time.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Right. Or like tells you how to like run a company. Like no one tells you how to do that. Although that's like a huge part of being an art, whether you're freelance or whether you own a
0: company. Like, oh. well, I think that's probably what separates, um, successful groups from non-successful groups Did they the ability to managing the, the, um, what do they call that? Scalability. Yeah. Managing to scale up and yeah. understanding how to do that. Um, cause I feel like you guys are, well, you guys I'm sure are going through that now. Oh my God.
1: We have like growing pains all over the place. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, here we are like we're in a, we're in a studio that we just like built, we paid to build out and we're still paying for the build out.
0: Um, Yeah. When I can imagine even let's say th- two or three years ago, you know, it's my impression that you guys were also just like developing one project for a really long time.
1: Yeah. Cause we were part, t- we were like ha- less than part time. We were like quarter time doing main cinema two or three years ago. It
0: was just like a side fun thing. And now you have tons of productions mm-hmm. going all over the place. I feel like in just walking up the stairs, from the street you tossed off four breathtaking different ideas (laughs) that were going to happen in the next three months. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane how fast all
1: that's happened. Like I wasn't prepared for that either. It's like once it started, it's like exponential growth, um, which has been, which is awesome, but we're not necessarily prepared for like, we have no staff, you know what I mean? So like most of my day today is going to be like crunching receipts and making invoices and trying to get paid for stuff that we just did for the past two weeks in New York. Right. Yeah. Cause you were just in New York doing. So we're doing, um, it's, in, it's actually like insane and so exciting and hard to accurately describe, but I'll try. So we got asked by Randy Weiner. Are you familiar with him? No, he's kind of like the New York immersive theater guru okay like um he put up the show called sleep no more uh-huh. have you heard of that uh-huh it's in new york it's still running it's running for years it will be running for years it's like a whole thing a whole thing. yeah it's they thing. own like a building but anyway um he did that he has like a couple nightclubs in boston that do this kind of like immersive theater stuff but anyway he was um hired by a production company to sort of like artistic direct um a couple Shows that will go up in China in the next couple of years and they're marketed towards kids and they're like immersive theater shows that are going to be like built from the ground up. So like we are designing a show that will go into a five story, basically like small Disney World, like completely designed like there's a scenic designer building like a five story Neverland, like with all like it feels like you're in Neverland, uh, like that level of detail. And then we're designing the show that will go into it us and like a giant creative team. So so there's a director that isn't us. There are choreographers that aren't us. There's a scenic designer, obviously There's an architect. Um, but Ben and I are handling all the music and sound for the whole thing. And then, um, the shadow puppeteers are doing, there's like all these different shadow moments. I mean like Peter, Peter's shadow. Um, so shadows are like a huge part of, of the production. Um, but it's just like, an enormous, enormous amount of work. It's basically like five shows, five like independent theater productions that happen simultaneously and overlap with each other. Yeah, like that That's alone I think about years
0: it. years of work.
1: Yeah, but it goes up in mid-November. So <laughs> like no one's built anything yet. This is this is kind of like how it goes in China. It's like right. either 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 it's it's so slow that it never happens or it's like it happens tomorrow. Is kind of like how things, right. we're learning. this is how things, this, this is how things go in China. So there's, there's this, um, like giant media mogul in China who is like funding it all. And we were just in New York doing a four week workshop where we basically made like a version of the show, the whole oh. show in a warehouse in Jersey city. And then all four, that four week workshop with 32 actors, all you know, the giant creative team, um, was all for this one investor woman who came and saw the show at the end of it. And then she either like bought it or didn't. And she did. So now we have to make it (laughs) by November, which is insane. But that, that's what we were just doing in New York. So it was like two weeks of, well, sound and music. We were only there for the final two weeks. It was like two weeks of round the clock music and sound making like wow. we were sleeping like two, three hours a day. Cause it was like that scale of stuff. It was like this whole show exists now, like make music and sound for it. Go. And we did it. We finished like, uh, two hours before the, the actual performance she with the woman. So we're all, all of us are a little like out of it. When did you get Today. back? I got back Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. And now the company goes to Philly. I'm staying home because I asked to stay home. <laughs> and then uh, we go back to New York for meetings for the same project. And we're doing, we're doing that exact setup again with the story being little Prince based on little Prince, not Peter Pan. So totally easy. The same, except completely, different. except completely different. Yeah. Completely different creative team besides us and little Prince. Like in the night that that one is going to happen later. So probably next
0: year at some point.
1: But that's like one thing. That's great. And then all of our shows are touring all the time. We have like four. How many
0: shows are you touring right now? We
1: have four shows that are actively
0: touring. Uh, Two of them much more than the other two. Um, And when that happens, so... uh, How involved are the five of you in all of the tours? Or do you have other puppeteers that are doing some of that work? So each show has at least nine
1: people in it. There's five of us. So normally all five of us go with the tour if, if we can, if we're not like off doing other stuff, we have like a base of, I don't know, like 10, 15 musicians, actors, puppeteers that we work with that sort of know the shows that can like slot in when we need them. Uh Um, so it kind of varies, but as of right now, all of us go if we can, but by the fall, like none of us can go because we're all going to be doing working right. on other stuff. So that is the big transition right now. Wow, is getting in our shows tourable independent of us, which is crazy. How are you all about. dealing with that? I mean, I could imagine that's a lot of trust. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's ter. It is. It's a ton of trust. We have an amazing production manager who started working with us about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago but he has like committed him he's like so psyched about the company and just like has learned everything so we've basically over the last year we've like downloaded everything to him he's also an incredible sound engineer so he's our sound engineer production manager he tours with all the shows um it's just i think the process is that finding people that you really trust that are really psyched about the work and then just downloading all the information over a long period of time to them to the point where they get it enough to say like, okay, like I, I can make a packing list of everything the show needs and like do it without you guys. But we need to do that more. So he, he can't take all the touring that we're doing. So we
0: need like a couple more of him. But I guess in good news, unlike if you're playing concert music or something, mm-hmm. it's not like you're always kind of reinventing the show. If you're buying, yeah, if you're buying one of your productions, it's going to be the same thing every time. So mm-hmm. it, And at this point it's like
1: down to the... Tiny object like we know exactly What has to go so at some point You're
0: going to make crates that have Each production in them yeah And they will you heard us be just talking
1: like like we Just got we just found enough Overhead projectors To have like an overhead projector That only goes with one Show because right now we just have like a pool of them And they're like constantly right, right rotating now. and It's insane But yeah that's the dream that's The dream but that all that needs to happen By this fall because half of us are going to have to be in China while the rest of the
0: company is like touring around the States. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting cause it is, it's kind of, um, well, you, you know, you got the, uh, the Blackboard time taught you how to run a small, um, I mean, we, we art are, company, we but are you also like, I could imagine there's a lot of parallels with like dance companies for sure. Yeah. And that, um stealing some we're kind of modeled on eighth blackbird
1: because that's what i knew like i knew right i knew touring and i knew that our work could could tour because at least in terms of theater they're super portable small shows like we're not shipping a set anywhere like we're super portable so from the get-go i was like we we need to be a touring company um Cause I know how to do that. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like I know, I know what, I know what kind of agent we need. I know like how to make a tech writer. I know all the things that would make us a touring company.
0: Right. But and the numbers are similar. And the, I imagine then a lot of the numbers could be similar and a lot of the needs are. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's a little
1: more just cause we have more people. Right. 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 We have more people and we have more stuff. Right. Um, so it's, but it's not a little like, more. Not, 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 yeah, you're not right. Not like a crazy town. We're in the same like,
0: ballpark. friend of mine um, works for Alvin Ailey. Mm. She's been their stage manager for almost 20 years, I think. Whoa. But that is, you know... I mean, she has. they have it down to a science, but it's... They have sets th- and stuff, don't they? They, they don't them. have a lot of sets, but they're at a point where they... Um, it's like three semis, I think. Two or three that... Because they... they just don't take any chances. They load in everything. I think wow. they load in all their own sound, all their own lights, yeah. their own floor.
1: That's a whole different world of fees. Like, totally. You you are imagine. not Alvin Ailey. <laughs> no, not <laughs> no, no, you are not We're one very of much influential not very influential much not. dance companies. I would love though. to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're at a point where it's down to that, but they, when they hit town, they strip the whole place and build it from, from the ground up. Yeah. You are, you, can't know, even you are imagine. not that. We're not that now. We're still
1: but, like we're still like a group of friends that goes on tour, and
0: but I could imagine I could imagine time. a road case being shipped in advance and not you bringing your whole show in a suitcase. We're almost there. I hope I hope that, we're to the point where they you. they
1: give us all the instruments, which took a while for us to figure out. Okay, good. Yeah, like asking for rentals was a, a
0: thing. Yeah, that's all that's a big moment. <laughs> yeah,
1: when you when. It was basically when, when we had to fly somewhere, when it was like you we have to fly to this place. we can drive to this place. Right. There's no we're not flying with cellos and guitars and all that. I mean, you as a percussionist know all about that.
0: Right. You just show up and it's there, right? Uh I the hundred and first big stuff. Yeah. On a either the hundred and first or the hundred and forty first pound yeah. is on that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a kind of. it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and so, was there a moment? What was the? What was? Can you point to the moment that things ramped up, or did it just? Mm-hmm. No, I can. I totally can. It was this summer. So I, I left
1: Eighth Blackbird because we had a crazy opportunity to do a show in New York for six weeks. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, with with relatively low risk. I mean, you you know about performing in New York. You pretty much pay for it, um, or at least the 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 presenters in New York can pay you way less because everybody wants to perform in New York. Totally. It's kind of how, how it works. Um, but we got a really crazy deal where we weren't risking too much to be there for six weeks and do a full run with produ- with produce production help. So we did that. We had an awesome PR person and we got a like full review in the New York Times. It was great. It was like oh, a rave was review. great review. Remember and that they did like a feature on the company as well. And since then, it's just like, that and you had was, good houses that was the and stuff bomb. to you? Yeah, yeah, we, we sold out the it was supposed to be four weeks, and we, we sold that out, or we sold out big chunks of it and then extended twice. So it ended up being like a six-week run, I think. So a ton, so many presenters came to see us, um, and so many people heard it. like this is how we got set up with these Asia shows. right. Um, those producers came to see that show. And they they had already had us sort of like in their minds. But once they saw the show, that's when that's when we sort of signed on to the projects. So I'd say, I don't know, 70, 80 percent of what we're doing now, you can trace back to that run
0: or something that came out of that run.
1: Right. So it was huge. Yeah.
0: That's great, because I guess, yeah, before that, it seemed like you were feeling you're full of we were doing okay we there was a leap it was it was a leap it was was a
1: leap leap. yeah it put us it put us on sort of like a national stage whereas before we were super well known in chicago and sort of across the midwest but we hadn't like made a leap to new york or la yet Uh, which is where the i feel like new york is kind of a national stage in a way that chicago just like just
0: isn't at least yet and um so now, uh, so when, when do you go broke? <laughs> what's the, what's uh, the, what's the horizon nowadays? That's are a great lo-
1: question. Um, and it changes hourly, but, uh, things are looking good. Things are looking good right now. We're through, we're good through the middle of next year, the middle of 2017.
0: Okay. That's great.
1: Which is crazy. Yeah. Right now. But I could check my mail right now and well but presumably we okay. <laughs> presu- sure <laughs> do you know what i mean but
0: presumably uh it's all somebody's gonna call again exactly Somebody else will call you we're, you will have a creative thought we're to
1: the point where at least it feels like it from the inside where we know we're gonna figure it out by the time we need to figure it out if that makes sense
0: yeah, yeah, that's not like you're not going. You aren't worried about. It's like m- a if month if, from now, if, if we're
1: doing about, like, if we're like talking to, to a person about a potential project that has X budget, and all of a sudden that drops off, and that's unexpected, we're going to be able to fill that hole with another project. Like th- there's enough people that know about us and that, that want to work with us and that want to bring our shows to places at this point that we can fill those holes in a pretty consistent basis. Like it 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 might be scary. Um, if something cancels, well, always, you know what I mean? Scary. Of course, of course it's always scary. Uh, but we do have weeks of like, Oh no. You know, if three things cancel at once or add something that we thought was going to go through, doesn't there are moments of there are oh shit moments, but it's, it always works out. If that makes sense? It does.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, So are you, are you feeling creatively happy? Are you, are you finding time <laughs> to,
1: um, that's a, that's a great question. And it's, it's, it's tricky to answer. Um, cause I feel like I'm still in this transition mode into being a part of this company full time, but I would say
2: I, uh, what's up? Hi.
1: Okay. I think just cut them.
0: you cut them but not all the way
1: through them that's what I was of scouring it. and then just fold it that's I think that's I perfect that's how I do it pro over here uh, thank you Julia good luck <laughs> you can do it don't worry I can always reprint it um anyway it feels like it feels like I'm still in the transition into it and that transition involves a ton of admin time from me specifically so I feel like I'm going to get... I can see the light at the end of, end of the tunnel where I am mostly an artist and somewhat an administrator. But right now, that is not the case. I am might take mostly... A what's that? It might take a minute. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take at least another year. It's going to take us having a staff person, an admin person that just does that, um, which we're not so far away from. But this year, it's been uh chunks giant chunks of admin and then i'll get to make something you know what i mean right it's a lot of work a lot of admin time to get to make a piece of art for me right now but it still happens and yeah i can i i i feel like we're about a year a year and a half out before i'm sort of full-time creative
0: well, I hope, I hope you, I hope you succeed. Yeah, we'll see. And Yeah, whatever. That's a, I could talk about that problem for, I've yet the to solve that problem in my life. Yeah, artistic. I've yet to solve that problem in my life. It's tricky. Or, or when to bring that person on and cause you know, it takes, it's up, a leap. takes up, it's a leap. It's another leap cause it takes up budget. It takes up so guys, much budget. Well, cause yeah. I'm, I'm sure, um, it also takes
1: time to train a person. So I'm sure a conversation
0: that you guys never have the f- five full time co-artistic directors where one of you looks up and says i think we need raises <laughs> i'm sure no one ever asks for more money or thinks about how more money would be good in their life
1: i i that is my job i am the one thinking about that and i just give people i just give us raises when we when it feels like we have to have them to uh-huh. keep us all on board but does, that's just does like that makes
0: sense I, yeah but i think that's just like always a in any organization like that and then there comes a day of like we could give ourselves more money or we could not but bring on somebody yep. for we're about to hit th- we're going to hit that we're going
1: to hit that in 2017 for sure and hopefully we can give ourselves a little bit
0: more of a raise before then
1: we're we're we're, we're full time but we're very humbly full time right now i've yeah yes. you've been there totally
0: <laughs> and everybody's been there and even even the most successful of us yeah are always still we're
1: we're going to start having to make those kinds of decisions. Like, do we bring on a person that will allow us to be just artists or do we get paid more and just like
0: keep banging our heads against the admin wall? Yeah. Again, i feel that way with myself. Like anytime I'm like, Oh, my bank account grew. <laughs> and I think like, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it probably shouldn't. It's probably when I need to hire somebody. Yeah, I probably need to spend that money. I need to spend that money and give account. it to somebody else so that more art can happen. Yeah. It's a thing.
1: Like I used to, uh when i'm when i'm sort of working on a project, I usually do that from the hours of i don't know three a m to ten a m and that has been sort of ingrained in me because for the longest time, I had a full time admin job and so I would make all the art in the morning, go to the job, pass out at night. I work better in the morning than than at night well yeah
0: the three a m what's up with that when when i'm a morning person, you wake up at three a m yeah when do you fall asleep? Mm, when I do that, it, there's like a
1: planning. There's some planning that has to happen. Are you like a nap? So I have to go to bed at like 8, 9 with the idea like I am getting up at 3 a.m. Like, I, I sort of have to train myself to do it. But then when I do it, that's when I do the best. That's when I make the best work, I think. But I sort of train myself in that because I had to have a day job for the longest uh-huh. time. And I thought when I transitioned in June to this, I was it was gonna be I was gonna be able to make art during the day like a normal person, but I find that I st- even more so I have to do the early morning thing, because as soon as nine o'clock hits, I'm getting phone calls, I'm getting emails, totally. you know, it's like a constant flow of stuff as soon as nine o'clock hits. So I'm still yeah I'm still on the early morning art making train, but I think that might just be what I do from here on. That's out. That's
0: great. God God bless you for having that
1: i mm. like today, i feel like more people just stay up super late
0: you know i, and can't, I just can't do late, it late late especially the older i get i just it's not good energy for me yeah it's it's i waste a lot of energy so if Same. i can pull off the early you know like well back in the day when like when so had day jobs we would rehearse at 7 a.m mm-hmm. we'd all get up and we'd have a rehearsal from 7 to eight thirty, and then day job and then right, again right after right, work right, right. um mm-hmm. and then sometimes I try like today because I knew we were hanging out. I got up at like six mm-hmm. and worked, but like based on, you know, I felt really good about my six o'clock, but now you make me not feel so great. about No, it but there's I like mean, I, I mean, I don't do that every single day. And there's just something wonderful though for me about the, like your brain hasn't been affected by people yet. Mm-hmm. There's a clarity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that quiet first cup of coffee time.
1: That's exactly what I'm after. Yeah. There's no one here. It's still dark. Like there's no one even on the road when I'm biking here. It's just about me and the work and that's, that's it. There's no admin stuff. There's no emails that are coming in.
0: Right. No one is annoyed that you haven't done something. Yeah. And you haven't had to react. I'm still early. (laughs) Like
1: I can still get that thing to the person before they need it.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that is very impressive for me. It's actually funny in that I try to do, that's when I get a lot of my good admin done. Mm. Like today, I me too got up and I sent some. I sent some mundane things really early, that otherwise I'm too bored to send. Yeah. So that my brain, because then it helps my brain clear up. Right. So that then at nine, I might be able to practice. Uh, like okay. I've got it's kind some of admin done. It's kind of reverse. Yeah. For me, I get some admin done, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. I don't feel guilty practicing. Right. Then I let, but then it's always like, then it builds back up on itself. Yeah. It's like shoveling the driveway. <laughs> I go and I shovel. The email the driveway. builds up. Yeah. And then that night. It's a whole I'm thing. Ruined.
1: No, I, I find that I do have to go through a process of kind of like preparing myself to get up that early and to be focused. So the night before when I go to bed at eight or nine, I have to like watch the thing that I'm going to score in the morning and get already sort of in that world so uh-huh. that when I wake up, it's just like, it's, it's just automatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It already happens. I already have ideas from the night before. And, um, but if I don't do that, I'll sometimes slip into, uh, I'm just going to make this contract that I've been meaning to make. And once I do that, once I slip into admin mode, when I get up early,
0: I, it's hard for me to get back
1: to, to doing creative
0: stuff. Are you writing music for, I mean, presumably I'm assuming you don't, you're not in a band right now. Are you writing music for other people or is it all just? It's pretty
1: much all writing music for other people or other or projects at this point. Like, but uh, manual cinema projects? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, I feel like I'm a film theater composer at this point that sometimes will do a concert thing. Um, concert things are still super fun for me. They're a whole different beast, I feel uh-huh. like. And I don't do them enough to feel super like I, I don't feel like i'm a concert music composer at this point um but yeah pr- most of my most of the creative stuff i, I work on is
0: is manual cinema related and uh when when the company is touring how much of the time is the music in the can versus live people playing it
1: that was always live always live we have we have some backing tracks that we use for a couple shows but that's that's kind of a central tenet of the company is that always live music all the time
0: and how many musicians tend to be on a production right so it's tricky that's something that we think about a
1: lot because touring and our shows i'd say generally the the sort of like standard theater size touring company is five or six that's that's like a big company and our smallest show is nine so it's something that we struggle with so a lot of the music that i write for for manual cinema shows that i know are going to tour is about doing more with less uh-huh. So tons of looping pedals. Um, and usually we have two, two or three. The biggest show has four musicians. Um, but again, like tons of looping pedals, tons of like live electronic stuff to build bigger textures. And, yeah. and then
0: do you, do you count as one of those musicians? Most of the time. Yeah. Up to this
1: point. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like I said, hopefully not by the fall. Or I mean, it has to be. Someone else has to be performing the shows
0: by the fall. Um, and as well, it's, that's admirable. First of all, I'm just so That used I'm not going to gonna tour. No, no, no. <laughs> that you still use live musicians. In this, yeah, yeah. is that
1: ever a problem with it's presenters? It's always been a central. It's always it's just been a, a premise since yeah. day one. And so I it's, believe you. it's been easy. Yeah,
0: but but presenters aren't.
1: They every, every on once in a while we'll get someone that's like what like why are you you can just play it through the speed like you know about that right that's <laughs> right that's like that's, a that's usually that's that's usually how they how they approach it like you know you could just do this live and we're like uh-huh yeah yeah we've thought about it um no because presenters love saying live music like they love putting that in their like publicity i just
0: thing. always feel like i always remembered Having on any of the dance productions I've been involved with, you know, like especially in New York, there's a couple of these live music grants. They could apply for getting mm. live music for a production, but then that normally meant there was enough money for you to do two nights of twelve. Whoa. And so it was always like so it was always canned, and then there'd be like it was always one like night you, only. Uh, yeah, like on the on the opening night and the gala night. Yeah, they would bring in the live band, but the rest of the night it was mm. it was.
1: I feel like it I feel like it depends on what world you're in. Like in the dance world, canned music is standard, right? And so live music is like this like extra. It's like an extra thing. And in theater, I feel like it's the same way. I feel like we occupy this weird space that isn't either of those for presenters. Like presenters see us as like a hybrid thing. So well, it's I guess kinda in the, like in the no Indonesian rules. shadow
0: puppet world you'd have to be live music. Yeah, well so yeah, in the shadow yeah, puppet yeah, totally. live music.
1: That's a true thing. I mean we didn't think about that when we started the company at all, but that is, it is a true thing. I feel like music is live music often happens more with puppetry for whatever reason. And we sort of fall into the puppetry. Huh? Yeah. bin for some presenters just depends
0: because of the, the puppets, of the puppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well we uh, we're the it sort of depends on who groups, you talk we don't wanna, to we don't want to be thought of that way
1: <laughs> it <laughs> it sort of depends on who you talk to in the company whether we're a puppet company or whether we're a film company i'm on the film company side but <laughs> interesting we do use puppets in our shows for sure i don't necessarily lead with the word puppet when i talk about our
0: stuff right i get it yeah and that's and, well, I mean and, when and you can when, and by doing it when you say the word puppet I can, some course, people's brains you know,
1: completely shut down or they think like oh cute like cute puppets for kids which we are not we do not do cute puppets for kids no I get yes so, it. to say the word it's an uphill it battle is. like from, from from me being in a position of like part of my job is to sell the company right to presenters like I, I mean we have agents and stuff but um, figuring out how to how to talk about our stuff In a way that makes presenter say,
0: yeah, I want to book that. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is the most we've used the word puppet in the five years I've known you.
1: Yeah. There you go. Right. This conversation. So we lead with live, live animation or live cinema made with
0: puppets. Shadow puppets. Yeah. Overhead projector. Shadow puppets. Made with. Yeah. Mm hmm. Probably you just say made with overhead. I bet the word shadow puppet. You probably even try to leave that out. No, that, I mean that's got to be in there.
1: It's because it's so central. Once once you're in the room with the work, it's so it's so central. But right, it's not the first word. It's not the first word we say. But that yeah. took some learning. Like it took a long time for us to figure that
0: out. That that was a thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. But it's uh But also, I don't know. But maybe it is that I'm like a, coming at it as a percussionist who has has trained in is like I've, I've played Gandare and mm-hmm. have accompanied Indonesian shadow puppets I have a I have a very specific respect for shadow puppetry mm-hmm. for sure so I've I've never thought of it if you put the word shadow first I always I get very excited it's like a different thing than it's the a word different puppet, puppet. but the word and that's great but the way you describe it sounds it. very cool <laughs> right and that's why I would have a cocktail and come to your show and there you go almost no other although puppetry is a thing and in puppetry is a thing for sure and in in this town i feel like it's a thing and you this feel town, like chicago it's is is it a thing more than other places definitely or a- i mean for one town to have
1: more than one company that tours nationally and internationally is is a big deal like there just aren't that many cities that have puppet companies that many puppet companies and like us and blair thomas i mean blair thomas has been here for years and years and years he's kind of like the grandfather of the puppetry community here. So I feel like
0: all of it is kind of thanks to him. Cause I've like just he, run into people does, hanging out and they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm a puppeteer. Yeah. You should come see my yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, didn't expect that. I feel there. like
1: if, if Blair, if Blair didn't do the work that he did and still does, that wouldn't be the case at all. I feel like he kind of put it on the map and we are, we came out of that. Like Julia and Sarah both worked with Blair okay, for years before and after we started the company, um, and they probably still would if we weren't if we weren't so busy. Um, but yeah, and then Blair started the International Puppetry Festival. Mm-hmm. The I don't know if you do you know about that? Uh, I think I do. First one happened two years ago. He, he he basically got all the huge presenters, huge arts presenters in Chicago together, and said, "Let's make a festival," and and they did it. It was awesome. It's like two weeks long. He brings in people from all over the world that I think really solidified Chicago is kind of a, a puppet town. Okay. Um, if, if you will. And it's going to happen again in 2017.
0: Um, yeah. Not to fixate on the um, word puppet even more, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, has there been, a, you went to Iran last year. Yep. And uh, they're crazy for puppets there. They are. Has, has there been, um, I know that that was an that was an important trip for you. Mm-hmm. Has there been, um, reverberation since you've, your return? Has that continued to be an important Iran? Like the trip to Iran? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was,
1: it was probably the most gratifying performance experience that I've ever had, um, standing on a stage with 800 Iranians, like giving a standard ovation. I mean, that was crazy. And it wasn't about our work. It was just the fact that an American company was there performing. Uh-huh. Um, have I, have I told you about that trip very much? You, uh, I mean, I can, <laughs> I, I feel like you've told it. me something, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were invited to a puppetry festival over there. Puppetry is way different over there it's a much bigger deal there's there's four universities where you can get a master's in puppetry there and there's only one in the states um and it all comes from uh during the iran Iraq war which is kind of like it was a huge like everyone had someone in their family that was affected by that war there were two television stations one was the news that was terrifying and terrible and the other was a puppet show basically made by this woman marzia boriman she's kind of like the jim henson of Iran, and so the entire country grew up with these two television stations, and so basically because of her and her show, everyone is sort of they just think of puppetry as, as a legit. They love it's like this nostalgic, like very uh, loving thing for them as a society. So they have they have they have this government sanctioned international puppetry festival every year, and they bring in companies from all over the world. And she Marzia Borman was the artistic director of this last year's. And she sort of set out to bring an American company, which is a crazy thing to do in Iran. Um, like the, the, there's still like anti-American stuff, like on the streets, they still burn flags regularly. Um, it's a crazy thing, but, uh, she reached out to the MCA who we, we were in residence at the MCA at the time, um, just asking for, uh, recommendations for puppetry companies and they recommended us. And within two months we were there within two months of them saying, do you want to come do this? We were there. It was oh, wow. crazy. It was one of those crazy last minute things. Um, and we kind of jumped at it. Not really. I mean, we did a little bit of research into like how dangerous is this? Um, but it was pretty, it was pretty no brainer i um, like, you have a chance to go to Iran. Um, <clears throat> but what, what they didn't tell us, um, uh, I think on purpose was that we would be the first American company to perform there since the revolution in 1979, which we had no idea about. And it was also the first time that an American flag was raised, um, in Iran since 1979, which Uh, I think we had a sense that there would be some, some sort of like, I mean, there would be something political to the trip. Right. But I don't think we understood the kind of significance that it would have um, for us, but really for them just to see Americans there doing something like anytime someone stopped us in the street and would ask where we were from. And we said American almost, you know, no one would believe us. Um, But they were all, but once they did, they were so psyched that we were there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've kept in touch with all those people. Um, we hope to go back. I think we'll, we probably will go back like sometime in the, in the next couple of years and do like uh, a little bit of a larger tour. Nice. Um, but just the fact that this puppetry festival exists is, is amazing. I mean, it's, it's the government pays for it. Uh-huh. Um, it's huge. There's an even bigger government sanctioned theater festival, um, that we might be a part of in the next couple of years. So, um, Yeah. It was awesome. It, it was probably the biggest, the biggest, it's probably the biggest, most important thing that we've done as a company. Um, yeah.
0: Didn't Just, expect it to be. And um, have you, have you guys had a chance to talk about it to people here? Just yeah. Sort of spread the word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I
1: mean, w- um, it, it made kind of international news when we were over there The the AP did a, did an interview with us that got picked up kind of all over the world. And then we were on PRI around the world. Um, Drew and Sarah did an interview there. So, um, yeah, I feel like that happened as soon as we got back. Um, that story broke and it was all over the place. And then
0: PRI did the interview with Drew and Sarah. Um, yeah. It's just so interesting, I guess, to think about it from, from my side, of course, well, it just sounds so momentous and Considered, but then of course, of course, you're here just trying to like get through tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls and says, "Got a call from Iran. You want to go?" Are that's we free exactly those days? Happens. Yeah, we could do that. I probably can't go for seven days. I can go for six, but then I need to be back for yeah, something. Mundane. That's exactly what happened. Exactly that. thing. And then you do it. It makes a splash, and, and then before we you it. know it, I I feel like we didn't we didn't
1: realize started. the sort of depth of what we were doing until. We had, to, um, we had to get the visas and there's no Iranian, like you can't get an Iranian visa. Right. You're like, where do I there's go? There's to nowhere to go. So right. you actually have to go to the Pakistani embassy in DC to okay. get, like that's where that's where that happened. So we had, we had to get Julia's mother who lives close to DC to go there, uh, to go in, she had to put on, uh, not a full hijab, but like a headscarf. Uh uh-huh. Um, and pick up our, our, um, our visas and on all the visas, all the women had to wear a headscarf. So right. th- just that whole process, uh, which was probably, I don't know, a week, two weeks before we actually left was kind of like the, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be an experience. Like this is, it sort of set in. Right. Cause we were so busy, like we were making a show then during that period that, we were like, yeah, we'll go to run. Like, sure, let's, let's go. go. And, let's then go we back and then in to the, and making then the thing. at some
0: point you're connecting to a flight. Yeah. And then all Iran, of a sudden we like oh.
1: had visas to go to and had plane tickets. And yeah,
0: it was pretty crazy. Do you guys have other international stuff or?
1: Yeah, we just did. Um, we just did Humperdinck's Hansel and Gretel. You know, that piece, a giant opera. Okay. It's like a two hour long opera, Hansel and Gretel. Um, it's still performed all the time in, in Europe usually around Christmas time, but we did an adaptation of it, um, with the Belgian Royal opera in this past December. So we we're there for like two weeks. Again, a like kind of intense place to be in this past December, uh-huh. uh, in Brussels. Um, we did that. We've, we took a show to, um, where did we go to Amsterdam this past summer? And we just signed with an Asian agent. So hopefully we're going to be doing, a lot more touring in China, China, Japan, Indonesia, Singapore. They cover us in kind of like that whole zone. Wow. Yeah. So we kind of just started. It feels like we just started in traveling internationally, but I think we'll do a lot more in the next couple of years. How
0: many days are we on the road this year?
1: Oh man, I don't know. It was it wasn't so crazy because th- this past year was kind of a ramp up to now. And now it's real crazy. I'd say probably like, hundred, hundred fifty, something like that. I
0: think that, that qualifies as crazy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. What about you? Uh, this last year I think it was a hundred.
1: I guess it is because I feel like if Blackbird is what two hundred,
0: uh, two, I think it's two. They they like to say two hundred. I categorize theirs as crazy. Like their theirs is crazy. Is crazy, and there's uh. <laughs> Well, there's just, I I think I can, as I see it, unfortunate in that like their uh, 8th Blackbird as a teaching job. Yeah. That, well, I I will, I will, I'm going to now say that I think it's horrible and then I'll tell you what I'm up to. And I'm (laughs) I'm just as dumb as they are. Because they, so they have like, before they start touring, they have six weeks, five or six weeks out of town. Yeah. Living in Richmond, Virginia. Right. Right. So that's, right, right. you already, you already deposit 40 in there. Yeah. 40 days in there and then start touring. Jeez. So that that's, I remember because of the couple of years I was touring with them, I wouldn't always have to go there. Mm-hmm. So I would happily hop off the road. We do like four or five lovely days of touring. I would come you home would come to home my family in silence. Go. Yeah. And then I would catch up with them as they're all slightly crazier and have more gray hair. Yeah. On days. 18 through 21 of I'll travel. Say, I, I
1: totally, because I remember, I remember as an administrator for 8th Blackbird, um, they sort of put in this rule when they started really touring crazily that they could only be on the road for two weeks at a time. And then they had to come back to Chicago for at least like a couple of days. You remember, you probably right. remember this rule. And I remember as an, as an administrator, as part of the administration team trying to like put together a budget and pay everyone and make sure there was enough money for everything we were always kind of like, ah, like I get that, but also that means we can't take this, this really well paying gig and this really well. Yeah. I remember, gig it, I think really that started to go gig. away at some point also. Yeah.
0: Like, it, it, it basically, yeah, it would get sort of like, which is, it's, which is so tough. And so, so now, you know, I'm teaching in Boston. I teach at the Boston uh-huh. conservatory. So I, it's less week long trips and more mm-hmm. a couple day trips. So if that's all I'm doing, Lovely. you're you're like on faculty yeah that's so, so cool i go there every couple of weeks like tomorrow i'll go there mm-hmm. for three days and come home but the problem is this year has been fine because actually because of two years of touring with eighth blackboard it's sort of like you get it you've like already done that well it screwed up my personal touring mm-hmm. in a way right of like it was it was great but took my eye off of the like prize of me booking projects. So this year was kind of my lull of kind of regrouping. Yeah. But I can see Figuring that. out how to do it with also a teaching job. But now, but, and just like, oh yeah, I need to pitch things again. But so I can see starting next year, like the seeds of what would be the next five years of projects for me. Yeah. So it's going to become a huge problem when interesting projects all over the place, plus having to be in Boston. That's how you can end up being on the road 200 days. Yeah i don't want easy i don't want to do that i'm it's hard it's way but well and we have a family and stuff if i was was just me put me on the road every day it's great yeah even with my wife like she likes to do her own thing so like i think honestly if we were traveling and got together on weekends i think we could be a great couple that meets in fun towns on weekends for dates and catch-ups um but yeah it's the family grind right and you, I, mean, I, you have I like to be them, here, so I wouldn't. Be
1: yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I have to and I want to be right, here. Right, of course, of um, course. It's tricky. Um, I, but I was just saying about that two weeks thing that I didn't get it at the like at the time when I was an administrator. In my mind, it was just like, man, you guys like you're on t- you're you're touring musicians like this is what you do like we we have to take this gig, um, and now I totally get it. And I want to be like, you guys were exactly right. Well, and when it's you're, we're so all, and we're, you're, we're running
0: marathons. Yeah. It's, if you're in your twenties, if you're in your early twenties or mid twenties and you're in a rock band and you're making some money, you should do it. Grind it Hit out the road. Yeah. But in, in the kind of art that we make, we're trying to make it for the long haul. Yeah. And so you have to do that tour and do it next year and do it next year. Right. You don't take three years off. Yeah. You don't it's a tricky. Like it's a, a really tricky balance. Every five years, and yeah. like w-
1: you know, we're all in our late twenties, early thirties. So Drew and Sarah just got engaged. I'm, I know they want to have kids at some point. And I know I would love to have kids at some point. Um, I live with I live with Kate, my girlfriend. Right. And I c- I just can't be gone for more than really two weeks is like the sweet spot. I totally get why they chose two weeks. I feel like two weeks is. After two weeks, it just starts to be like a job. Like this is my job, and it's hard. And totally, I haven't seen my girlfriend in a really long time.
0: And yeah, and she's like, "Well, I've made new friends." Yeah, I'm well, good. sure. I mean, it's mean, <laughs> great, and
1: she's totally great. She has she's her awesome. own life. She does her own thing. She's amazing. But it is—it's hard to, to to keep any relationship up, uh, like kind of up to where you want it to be. Uh, if you're on, if you're gone for months and months and months and months and months and months, or if you're home,
0: like even the short trips, like for me, when I know. You, I'm sure you know, and all of our friends know of like. You come home for three days. You've been on the road for six days. You come home for two nights and three mornings. The f- maybe you have a fun, hang with your significant other. You talk about rent or bills, and then it's either fine or maybe you don't get along very well yeah. for a minute. And then and you're then like, you okay, well I'm going to go for exactly. Yeah. And then it's just like, those three days don't even count. They don't count as like being home You know. or you hit it or and I never know what to do. Cause sometimes you get home and you're like, I just, I'm going to make it the best. I'm going to make it like yeah. summer camp fun. <laughs> and then you like create this weird false summer camp of fun. Yeah. For the couple of days you're home.
1: Ideally that happens. Yeah.
0: And then you're like, Oh, well, that's probably weird too. I mean, it's probably fun for you, but.
1: But it's not reality. It's not. Yeah. It's not living together. Right. You know, existing together.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome to the team. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what it feels like. So, like since June, I have really understood it's Blackbird's two week policy. And yeah. I've basically instituted it for myself. Um, I'm the, only, I'm the only one on the team in a relationship where the significant other doesn't tour with us. So I've kind of said, uh, if I'm gone for two weeks, I need to be back for a week before right. I go out, which is what this week is all about. I was just in New York for two weeks. Okay. The so. company's going to Philly. I, we've hired someone to do my part in the show that's in that's Philly. So great and I'm admirable. lucky that everyone is on board with that. You know, now you, now, now you can't, now you can't just it. go
0: home every night and be like, I'm home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For being home, I mean, right. I'm home. You can't do that either. Like, you just have to exist. You have to don't get stars for that stuff. No, no you <laughs> don't. You don't. It took me years to figure that one out, too. Did you ask for the stars? No, just sometimes you're like, "Hey, I am not." Look at this. I'm not out at a show right now. I, I I do have to keep
1: myself from telling her when I figure when I like figure out that I cannot go to something because you don't get stars like you don't and i i've, yeah. I've ruined that you just feel silly when you say i <laughs> I've, I've, i I still mess that one up yeah yeah it's to be like uh oh, well um i got out of doing this thing so like now i'll be home for i could be two in, weeks i could be in philadelphia right she's now. she's like uh-huh great
0: <laughs> she's like, like I well, i'm
1: excited i just did all this work i'm excited <laughs> like let's be excited yeah
0: yeah yay dang um well i don't know To wrap up hopes and dreams. Where do you want to be in five years? Hopes and dreams. Oh, dang.
1: I want to spend, I want to be spending my time at work doing creative stuff only. Like I I want to not think about how I'm getting paid or how my friends are getting paid or how I'm getting to a place. I want like people that do that. And then I get to just make, Art. doesn't that sound amazing it does it's not i sure mean it's never gonna happen i of, of course of <laughs> course and part of me knows that and well, part it just of means me is making,
0: like you'll be making work and on the breaks being like i wonder if they're managing that part very well. <laughs> i know
1: i, I think okay. I, I think me personally I'll i'll never get there just because of how intensely i've done the admin stuff like i know all the parts of it and i know what goes into it and i'm always gonna wonder like you said just kind of like did they did i do I need to tell them to do this thing? Totally. So, I don't know. But that's
0: that's the dream. That's the goal. That's great. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, I kind of want to... F- yeah, I think I just want to be sustainable. Yeah. I'm at a point where I just want to figure out how... D- like, what is my ideal treadmill speed? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I can get... same. Because it's been... It's, I'm past feast or famine. Um, I'm in a really exciting and dynamic time where I'm doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still like, in a great way, ups and downs. And I'm old enough now to know that I have no idea what the future holds for me. And that I think I used to be like, I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Now I know I have no idea. So I'm just hoping to like come up with a good... Way to make decisions. <laughs> and and knowing like, that you have no idea what's gonna happen. And like some some nice speed where I can still like have good contributions and do cool projects.
1: Yeah, and not be a crazy and person.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's my hope. That
0: we'll sounds see. great. Yeah, totally. That's but we'll who knows. You should do another one in five years. Yeah. And you let's know see how it worked out. Totally. <laughs> okay, well thanks. Let's go eat lunch. Yeah, let's do
2: it.